We were, we were never called to be perfect, but we are called to being most excellent. And so sometimes that means we don't get everything done. So can you give yourself grace, a reprieve, a pass card, if you will, go pass, go and collect $200, you know, that versus making an excuses because grace is big. It gives us courage. It gives us hope. It keeps us in the game. It moves us forward. Whereas excuses, they make us small. It's Lift As We Climb, a show that shares secrets about growing your business from the eWomen Premier Success Coaches and outstanding members from all around the world. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach and host of the show. It's a timely episode because we're going to focus on your mind and your money. Specifically, we'll talk with Premier Success Coach Betsy Clark about accountability. How do we do what we say we're going to do? And we'll talk with Amy Matthews, the Managing Director of the eWomen Chapter in Atlanta, about marketing and sales. How can you identify, engage, and sell to your best customers? Great info to help you grow right now. Plus, we have a new giveaway opportunity. That's right, free stuff. Win three months of audible.com. Stay tuned to learn how you can play along. Lift As We Climb is sponsored by The Expressory, your relationship building concierge. The LinkedIn Lifestyle, secrets and strategies to be a LinkedIn star. And Cultivating Sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing. The COVID-19 disruption has changed how we operate. In the U.S., the month of March was a shock. I'll never forget it. I was out to dinner with my dad, and I came home, and my wife looked as though she had seen a ghost. Honey, what's going on? She had two big pieces of news. The NBA had canceled their season, and that's the first thing that I remember hearing that made me think, oh man, this virus is going to be a thing. Then she shared that Tom Hanks had it. Remember? Tom Hanks wasn't the first person to get it, but he seemed to be the first person that we knew that got it. That was the first night of the disruption for us. We kept our kids home from school the very next day, and by Monday, our world, at least in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, had shut down. My wife and I both run small businesses, and her photography business went straight to zero. I mean, immediately. My coaching and consulting business is doing okay, but the world changed overnight. Conversations that I had with clients about Facebook campaigns and live events quickly became conversations about furloughs and federal loans. All along the disruption, our kids are at home doing homework, and our kitchen became the only place to get food. I've never missed Starbucks so much in my life. For our businesses, it stripped away all of the distractions and appointments, and for many, we were left at home with ourselves and only our to-do list. How are you doing at knocking down your to-do list and moving your business forward? If you find yourself breaking promises that you make and you could use a shot of accountability, this interview is for you. Betsy Clark is a premier success coach, and she's coming on to share how we can have more fun getting stuff done. Let's start here. Betsy, why is it so hard to get everything done? Most entrepreneurs don't like the word accountability because it feels hard. And the truth of the matter, at the end of the day, we have to be in action. And what I want to do is teach entrepreneurs how to let their actions rise above their excuses 
because we don't, oftentimes we're solopreneurs or we're in a small office and it's as easy to not do something it is, as it is to do it. Actually, it's easier to not do it because there's no one sitting over your shoulder. And so I am a firm believer that your mindset matters. And I think that it's important for us to reframe what accountability is. And I think it, it shows, and, and I work with women, but when we have accountability in place, we can measure their external performance, which is, it's, it spotlights what their internal commitment is. And I love to use humor. So can I, will you bear with me while I read this, this funny little parable? Because it speaks volumes. Um, and I don't know who wrote this, and I wish I did. So I don't know who to give credit to. But it's, it's called, Who is Responsible Here? There's a story of four people named everybody, somebody, anybody, and nobody. There was an important job to be done, and everybody was asked to do it. Everybody was sure somebody would do it. And anybody could have done it, but nobody did. Somebody got angry about that because it was everybody's job. And everybody thought anybody could do it, but nobody realized that everybody wouldn't do it. It ended that everybody blamed somebody when nobody did what anybody could have done. And I think at the end of the day, some of us are frustrated that we aren't where we think we could or should be. And oftentimes it's just a lack of accountability and accountability feels like it's crushing. And I want to reframe it so that accountability is something that is done for us, not something that is done to us. It's interesting that you put it that way because accountability, especially as an entrepreneur with no staff, is merely keeping the promises to yourself that you say you're going to keep. How come it's so hard to keep promises to ourselves? It should be easy, but it's so hard to do. Okay, so, so I can I can go from humor to deep intensity. So I'm going to go a little intense here. But here's here's the deal. We we erode our self-trust daily from the moment we wake up, or some of us do. When the alarm goes off in the morning and it says six o'clock and you hit the snooze button and it goes for another seven minutes, right there you have eroded your self-trust. You said, oh, you know what? That was a decision that was good when I made it last night, but it doesn't apply to me now. So you kind of override accountability and staying true to your commitments and following through in what you say you're going to do. So so the deal is, Pat, if if you go to bed late, don't just turn your alarm on with any time that you want. Be specific. You know what? I've stayed up late. I'm going to I'm going to set my alarm a half hour later than normal. And when the alarm goes off, get up. But so do you understand we're at a deficit if we we sleep later than we intend and it's just this this self-respect self-trust that gets eroded and by noon you know if i don't keep my commitments and i don't follow through oh well i've done that like four times i ate too much at breakfast i had an extra cup of coffee i didn't exercise do you do you know what i'm i'm saying it's just these little things matter 
and compound it over time when we don't do what we say we're going to do, just even in our own lives, well, what? who cares? What doesn't matter if I don't do this? Well, you know what? We're looking at it as a small consequence, but those small consequences that we we ignore build into bigger consequences. And, you know, I used to do, do interior design and I used to do specialty paint finishes and wood finishes. And, you know, oftentimes you just climb that ladder of success one rung at a time. You're not really paying attention and you're not looking at the consequences and the self-commitment and those kinds of things. And you get to the top of the ladder and you realize your ladder's on the wrong wall and you're going, what? <laughs> and I think it's that we are not paying attention to the little things the little steps. And I think that's where commitment to yourself, to your goals, to your passions, to your dreams, that unremitting purpose that won't go away. When we commit to that, then we're able to hold ourselves to a higher account. Is accountability simply the art of doing the things you don't want to do? Okay. So I primarily a mindset coach. And I think that there's a way to reframe the stuff you do. I'm really playful. And I would rather have fun than almost anything else. And so instead of saying, you know, I have to be on this podcast with Pat, which could get the mind monkeys going. It could really get me nervous and shut down. I, on my, my task list... I write, write down, I get to play with Pat at two o'clock. So my tasks are way more fun and I'm much more likely to commit to something that's fun than something that feels like a, I got to, I should. And as entrepreneurs, we, we can just should all over ourselves. And I want to reframe that of instead of shooting, I'm getting to. I'm doing it for me. I get to do it. And the the mindset and the energy around that is very, very different. And so at the end of the day, you've had a great day because you've done what you said you're going to do because you you knew you needed to do it and you wanted to do it as opposed to oh, another day, hopefully another dollar. Because aren't we entrepreneurs? Because we have um, a vision and we have a solution. And, and for me, I make a lousy employee, so entrepreneurship is perfect. <laughs> Those are great thoughts on how to make the decision and hold yourself accountable. Let's talk about when something goes wrong. You're trying to do your best. You're trying to be accountable. You're trying to get your list done. But when something doesn't get done, what's the difference between giving yourself a grace card or a do-over or just making excuses? Because there's a difference between those two things, right? Right. And, and I, I love that you're, you're asking that because I'm sort of known as giving out grace cards and I mail them to people all over the, the country because I really believe that grace is important. And the way I describe grace is giving yourself permission to love, accept, and forgive yourself. And, and when I talk about forgiveness, you know, that's the one that, that wraps some of us around the axle. It's like, oh, that's a little, I mean, what does that mean? And I use the, the definition of letting go of the past you wish you'd had. We were, we were never called to be perfect, but we are called to being most excellent. And so sometimes that means we don't get everything done. So can you give yourself grace, a reprieve, 
a pass card, if you will, go pass, go and collect $200, you know, that versus making an excuses because grace is big. It gives us courage. It gives us hope. It keeps us in the game. It moves us forward. Whereas excuses, they make us small. And excuses convince us that we're justified, just as if I'd done it and we didn't do it. And so I think that when we're in excuses, we're just not questioning our answers. We're not holding ourselves to account and committing to following through. I mean, we all, we all have great intentions, but sometimes we run out of time. Sometimes something takes longer, you know, that's when I would give myself a grace card. And then I put it at the top of my task list the next day when I'm fresh. And, and if it's something that really matters, then, you know, you work through it. But I think there's a place for grace, but to be very, very careful, a grace card is not the same as giving yourself an excuse. Working with Betsy as a premier success coach will help you think about your business differently. And she can definitely address this accountability piece, which we're addressing today on the podcast. Can you share a few quick tips or ways that people can become more accountable in their day? Uh, yeah. Well, for one, there's a, a free opt-in that we can talk about later. But, you know, here's here's the thing is, who do you trust? And are you willing to kind of humble yourself and say, I can't do it all by myself? Would you be willing to be my accountability partner? Because, you know, there's this thing called the uh, Hawthorne effect that when someone is watching us, we perform better. And, you know, if you asked all the premier success coaches, I would guess that 99% of us would would say we have coaches ourselves because we know the power of being held accountable. When I know that there's a deadline and someone is going to ask me those powerful questions, I want to make sure that I show up not only for myself, but for that accountability partner and that it, you know, it's putting the mirror to my face. And so I would, first off, I would say, get an accountability partner, someone who's going to hold your feet to the fire. And oftentimes it is not a good idea to have a family member be your accountability partner <laughs> because we can talk ourselves out of anything they're holding us account accountable to. Um, you know, I think that having clear goals, I think we think that writing goals is easy, but there's a, an art to writing goals and make sure that you're, you're writing the right size goals, just enough to make you break out into a little bit of a sweat but that you've chunked it down in a reasonable fashion. The reason goals are great is it, it helps us get clear on what the intention is. And, and, you know, there might be people that disagree with this, but I feel like the timeline, unless it's a hard timeline, timelines can be moved out. It's what we're, we're reaching for. The commitment to make something happen is really, really important in the goal setting process. And, and to me, that weaves back into mindset, accountability, and I think they all go hand in hand. I think the power of accountability and your mindset can really impact what you're doing in a way that might not be apparent until you stop to think about it. And right now, with some folks being knocked down, and I've got some people in my small business network whose revenue has gone to exactly zero because of the virus and the shutdown and how it's affecting small business mm -hmm. across the country. If someone wanted to use one of their premier success coach calls with you, 
How does that go and how do you help an entrepreneur through the Premier Success Coach program? What does that look like? Well, I love how eWomen has set up using your member benefit. You get two half-hour sessions with a Premier Success Coach. And basically, you know, ask, I have a questionnaire that they need to answer beforehand. So I have a sense of what what we're going into in the phone call. And you know, listening to them and then what are steps to, what's your intention with this, this phone call? And then chunking it backwards, how do we make that happen? And, and I'm one of those coaches that I ask permission, you know, two weeks later, can I, can I call you back and just check in and see where you're, you are in that process so that they commit to something that they know they can do. And I feel like that's, I think that's one of the gifts of being a coach is being able to say, can I follow up with you? Because if I don't, it's just, you know, it's half hour of them getting a member benefit, but are they going to get results? And so when there's an assignment, a call to action and follow up, you better believe (laughs) they, they agree to the assignment and we make sure it's one that fits but they get it done. If you're looking to get your mind game back on point, regain some confidence after this interruption, reaching out to Betsy might be a great option. You mentioned briefly uh, an opt-in, an opportunity that you have for people to get some free help right away, even without a premier success coach call. Can you tell us about it? Yes. Thanks, Pat. Um, they can go to my website, which is uh, www.betsyclarkllc.com forward slash AJ, and they can get a free opt-in, which is the accountability journal. And it will go through some of the things that we've talked about and exercises. It's not really so much a journal, but it's more of a workbook to give you exercises to really get clear and owning where you are and how can you move the needle going forward by holding yourself accountable to say, you you know, to what you say you want to do and accomplish. Thanks to Premier Success Coach Betsy Clark for the conversation about accountability. Her contact information and download link is in the show notes. She's available to you now, don't forget, for a free 30-minute coaching call. Just book your time through the eWomen Network homepage. And we're really going to judge you if you put it on your list and then you don't get it done, because that's kind of the whole point. Now we know how to get it all done. Let's turn our attention to making some money. How are you doing with your marketing and sales? Do you have a rabid fan base that snatches up everything you put out? Or are you still trying to find your ideal client and connect with them? Up next, we'll talk with Amy Matthews to talk through our perfect customer and how to get our marketing on point. This episode of Lift As We Climb is sponsored by The LinkedIn Lifestyle, the secret recipe to attract the right people and build authentic relationships on LinkedIn. Get daily content ideas, engagement activities, and profile hacks to stand out on LinkedIn. Market your business, make some noise, and become a LinkedIn star by leading the LinkedIn lifestyle. Visit linkedinlifestyle.com star to get the free report, five fatal flaws in most LinkedIn profiles. Free now at linkedinlifestyle.com star and Cultivating Sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing. If you're tired of duct-taping together six or seven programs to stay close to your customers, you need to know about Cultivating Sales. Texts, emails, sales funnels, calendars, a course builder, even a website builder. Cultivating Sales does it all. And they have a secret discount just for Lift As We Climb listeners. 
Visit cultivatingsales.com slash lift to capture it. That's cultivatingsales.com slash lift. And the Expressory. Let your team and customers know you're thinking about them by sending a work-from-home care package in the mail from the Expressory. Thoughtful gifts conveniently shopped and shipped by your personal relationship-building concierge. Text the word HOME to 414-240-1315 for the work-from-home care package catalog sent instantly to your phone from the Expressory. Your relationship-building concierge. Offer ends June 30th, 2020. And don't miss your chance to win three months of Audible.com. We'll give you the info in just a little bit. I'm the Idea Coach, and I spend every day working with small business owners to understand how to engage with their target audience. But what if you're struggling to identify that audience in the first place? You can't and shouldn't be all things to all people. You need to create a compelling product and offer it to your customers. Amy Matthews owns her own marketing firm, and she's also the managing director for the eWomen chapter in Atlanta, Georgia. Amy, why is it so hard to find our best customers? Well, one of the reasons that it's so difficult for business owners is because they don't take the time to go deep enough. They hit on just the surface. So business owners tend to focus on age, gender, maybe their physical location if their if their business is um, geographically limiting, although many business owners have seen in recent history that they can go far beyond what their geographic limitations are. So we're not talking about a pizza delivery company. We're talking about people that have that flexibility, but they don't go deep enough. They spend just this surface view. I like to think of it as when you're understanding who your ideal customer is, you're developing a relationship and you wouldn't enter into a long-term relationship and know only surface facts, or at least not if you want something that's successful and can last long-term. And that's where business owners make the biggest mistake. They go too shallow. They don't spend the time getting to know their customer and they don't go beyond demographics. Let's not even just talk about who they are as a person, but what attributes drive their behavior? How does the kinds of features and benefits you offer in your product offering factor into what works for your customer and your ideal customer? And we haven't even touched on understanding why your customer buys, which is a whole nother level. So it's about, it's about talking too much about your business and not understanding who you're talking to. So many great points in there. Let's go piece by piece because uh, you Absolutely. really nailed all of it. Let's start <laughs> first with going deeper on the individual customer age, race, gender, location, those are things that come to us naturally. But what are some of those other qualifying factors that help you clarify who your audience is and sometimes more importantly, who your audience isn't? Well, one of the things that I think is is, is perfect is to use an example. So let's take women. And in the eWomen Network audience, most of us work with women. So say you think women are your clients. Well, okay, that's not that's not good enough. So let's talk deeper. Well, I think women 45 to 60 are my clients. So now let's take it a step deeper. Is your customer online? Are they juggling? So I have people, I know there are people in the Atlanta chapter for eWomen that they work primarily, their ideal customer have full-time jobs, but they really aren't fulfilled and they want to shift and pivot to something else. Well, an attribute for them that really affects how they're going to interact with that coach's product is understanding 
times of day you need to offer your services, that you need to be virtual, that they're not going to be able to meet in person all the time, that they need to have things that are in bite-sized chunks that they can incorporate into their daily routine. These are attributes that we don't think about when we think about who our customer is. We're just trying to find them. The other thing, here's a great thing about understanding the attributes. Your 45 to 60-year-old, this is going to be shocking to most people, they probably don't tweet. So you need to understand that about that audience before you go out and look for where to find them and spend all your time doing certain things. So that's what I'm talking about going deeper. Take another example of, say, you know, college age woman is your market. But that's really not good enough because you could break those even into multiple categories. But let's take three. The college age woman whose parents are paying for college how she approaches purchasing decisions are gonna be completely different than the woman that's maybe waiting tables to put herself through college. Or what about the woman who needs online things because she's a single mom putting herself through college? All three of those women are gonna make very different purchase decisions, sheerly because of the attributes in their life that drive their behavior. So does that kind of help show how we layer in and each time it's like peeling the layer off an onion, you're getting to the core of who they are as a customer. And when you get to that core, you can start customizing your service. So you're not just offering a service for anyone at any time. Maybe your service becomes in the evening delivered online for college educated women in this zip code. You start to specialize what you have, which can help you stand out against the competition. It can also help you start driving rate the more specialized you become and your product becomes more valuable because it's more unique in the marketplace. So let's say you do a good job defining who that customer is. You really talk about connecting with that customer and you were touching on it a little bit about finding out where they are. How do you find out where your customer's at so you know where to go to reach them? Okay, so this is kind of like cutting edge and it's going to sound really crazy. You, you go and look for them. I mean, it's really that simple, right? You go and look for them. So first of all, are they hanging where you hang? If you are like me, I am not a college-age woman. I am just turned 49, so I'm not going to be necessarily in the same places. But I can go look for them. Where are they hanging out, using air quotes there, of understanding where are they? So say it's the 45 to 60 year old woman and she's out networking and you know that she is attending eWomen Network events because you've seen that you've gone as a guest and tested it out. You're a member of eWomen Network. You know that chapter. Now you can go and be in the room. You can also listen. Remember, you're not there to sell your services. That's a big misnomer. And I'll tell you, as a managing director, I have a lot of members who stumble on that. They're in the room. They're ready to sell. I'm going to get new clients. It isn't about that. You're building relationships in that room. But a great thing to do is ask questions. So what are you doing for marketing? Oh, where, what, you know, are you on Facebook? Where else can I connect with you? What other events are you seeing? You've already identified that this person is probably my ideal customer. So the first thing is look for them. The second thing is ask them. I mean, they're really straightforward. People love to talk about themselves. So they're going to tell you all kinds of stuff. If they don't think you're about to sell to them, they will communicate amazing things to you in very simple processes of asking. And then you only go where they are. You don't go to market your services 
where your customer isn't because it's crickets. And let's face it, none of us have a Coca-Cola marketing budget. We can't you know, scatter the marketplace with tons of advertising and messages. We have to be very strategic in how we do it because we don't have the kind of funds to do that kind of mass media marketing. We talked about who they are. We've talked a little bit about what they believe in and, and, and how they're differentiated. We've talked about where they might be. You alluded to it earlier. Let's go deeper on talking about yourself versus talking about the benefits someone gets from working with you. Because I think a lot of small business owners go way too far talking about their features and not talking <laughs> about their benefits. And it sounds like that's the last piece of the puzzle here. Absolutely. You have who they are, where they are, and what they think. Now solve a problem for them. How do you help people do that? So the best thing to think of it is it's another easy question. Who they are, where to find them, why do they buy? And so why do they buy is not a simple question to answer, and it can be very difficult for all businesses. And I want to make this really clear to people listening. This is not an entrepreneur problem. It is not a small business problem. This is across the board. Major corporations struggle with this. You have to set yourself outside of the process and think only about them for the duration of time and think about it at three levels. Customers have pain points. That is the underlying need that drives the behavior. I'll give you what is a very simple example. I drink my coffee with half and half. Really don't like it any other way. I have a specific way I make my cup of coffee. If I were to tell you right now that I don't have half and half in the house, I have a need. The consequence of that need, which is the number two step. So we talk pain point, now consequence. The consequence is it's going to be really hard to get my day going tomorrow because part of my coffee cup is a ritual of making it and having it and enjoying it in my thought process. So we have pain points. We have consequences. The consequence is the what will happen if I don't have the coffee? Well, now I need to go out and buy that half and half to fill that need. And so I know the store that sells the brand I like and I will go do that. So once we identify the need, that pain point, what's driving that behavior and what's the consequence? And the great thing about the consequence is, guess what, guys? This is what you're going to see and hear when you talk to them. And as soon as you pin these down in writing for yourself, it becomes this easy way for you to go, ooh, ideal customer. Look, that's a consequence. I got it. So now, finally, you get to go to phase three, which is the solution. Your unique way you solve that pain point, resolve the consequence for them, and that's when your brand finally comes back into the picture. And if you do it that way, you won't lose them because you're always talking about it in relation to them, how you solve their problem, how you make that go away. So super simple. Who are they? Why do they buy? Where do you find them? Simple questions, and you're way on your way to having dynamic marketing because you're making it about them and not you. And I know that's really strange for people because everybody sells making marketing all about your product, your brand, making it look fantastic. And yes, those are all important. But if you don't put the customer at the front, the middle and the end, it won't mean anything. We're talking with Amy Matthews from Amy Matthews Integrated, the CEO of the company, of course. So you have some things that you can help people with. Do you have 
uh, a guide or an offer or a download that we can get our hands on if we want to learn more about connecting with Absolutely. Our Absolutely. So because I believe so strongly in the first step of who is your customer, I'm going to offer everyone listening to go to amilc.com. So amilc.com. And there will be a pop-up on that screen. You can download the nine questions you need to ask to truly define who your ideal customer is, and then you'll know who they are. That's awesome. We'll put that in the show notes as well. So if you're on the treadmill or you're driving around, you can find that on the show notes of your uh, podcast episode here. I can't let you go without hearing all about the Atlanta chapter. You're the managing director of Atlanta. What's going on? And tell us how great you are. So um, Atlanta chapter is fantastic. So the great things that are going on is we are now doing online events in addition to in-person events, and we will be continuing to do that going forward. So that is very exciting for us as an organization. We hosted a recent meeting. We had 60 people from three countries in 15 states. And so we're about connecting powerful entrepreneurs in meaningful ways to really move their business forward. We help them, yes, find clients, but we help them with so much more. Being in that room of like-minded business women and men who can help you with the resources you need to understand what it takes to run a business. Being an entrepreneur is not easy. Mostly your family thinks you're nuts. Everyone else around you thinks you're nuts. And your friends you used to work with think you have the cushiest job ever because you don't ever have to work if you don't want to. So. None of those things are true in any way, although we all might be a little crazy. So in the Atlanta chapter, we really are a supportive community. Obviously, there's a mission for the E-Women Network, e -Women Network, but we have a vision for our chapter, and that's Lift As You Climb, which comes from our values, which goes in hand to the podcast here, which is, makes it even better that we're talking today because we do believe that and live that as a chapter. We lift as we climb, and that doesn't mean you have to wait to get to the top to pull someone up. We are all climbing and growing together and we're there as a supportive community. So I'm curious how having folks not from your chapter listening in and participating in on your meetings, how has that changed your meetings and has it been additive? What has that been like? It has actually been fantastic. So first off, as managing director, I get to kind of say I told you so to a lot of people, people that hadn't been to the can, hadn't been to conference people that hadn't gone to other things to say, see, I wasn't lying. There really is this amazing, really large, substantial community out there. So they're seeing that. They are loving the opportunity to see how other women are doing things and to have the opportunity to do business. Not only that, I have members who are attending events all over the country and coming back to me and saying, oh my gosh, I have a, a discovery call with someone that I met when I attended Orange County because they need my services. And maybe they could have met at conference, but it's a different dynamic to go into a breakout room with someone on an online meeting and actually one-on-one -on -one network with them and know that you might be able to offer something that will help them. So it has been phenomenal in so many ways. And nice to see how all of the members are embracing it. Even my ones who swear up and down that they would never do online and like it have liked it. So that has been awesome too. The managing director of Atlanta, the CEO of Amy Matthews Integrated. Amy Matthews, thank you for coming on the podcast. I so appreciate you doing this. And the Premier Success Coaches offer so many amazing things to our network. And it is the most underutilized benefit of eWomen Network. And so I think this is going to be amazing to get people to use that. And as Sandra says, you don't need to wait to get a coach. 
till you really need a coach. You need to work with a coach to help move you forward in the capacity and the things you want to do. So don't wait till you're desperate. Pick the person you need and let them help you get your strategy in place to go forward. Wouldn't it be fun if we all just bombed in on the next Atlanta chapter meeting? Hey! One of the real opportunities that's come from this shutdown is that all of our meetings are going online and we can check in with chapters from all around the world. Now, if I visit the next Atlanta chapter meeting, I hope one of the members can make it complete by mailing me some Waffle House. Now that would be awesome. Thanks to Amy Matthews from Amy Matthews Integrated for coming on the show. Her contact information is in the show notes. Earlier in the show, I mentioned a cool new giveaway. I'm looking to spread the news of the podcast far and wide so we can help as many eWomen members as possible. So let's do it through a good old-fashioned contest. Now, if you love podcasts, and apparently you do, thanks for listening, and you love audiobooks, and they're incredible, you're going to love this. I'm going to give away a three-month membership to audible.com at the end of the month. All you need to do is register as a Lift As We Climb VIP by May 30th, 2020. Here's how you do it. Text the word LIFT to 414-240-1315. Now, I'm going to read that again because I'm not going to put this in the show notes. This is for listeners only. So this is like really a secret and stuff. Text the word LIFT to 414 414- 240-1315. You'll get on the alert list and you'll be entered to win. It takes about 30 seconds total, like from text to form fill out 30 seconds. Your normal data and message rates may apply, so know that. Let your friends know about it. You can also tell fellow eWomen members, but I'm only putting it in the podcast so you get a high five for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I'll draw a winner in June. And we're still doing a guest call. If you want to be on the show, now is your chance. If you've got something you'd like to share, I'm looking to highlight members along with our premier success coaches, managing directors, and VIPs. Visit liftasweclimbpodcast.com and you can apply to be on the show. Make sure to apply today before the list gets too long. Liftasweclimbpodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. And one last note, I'm a premier success coach too. I help driven small business owners improve their marketing and increase sales with coaching, classes, and community. And it's that community piece I want to talk about. I'm crafting a new small business community, and we've started a waiting list. Check out my brand new website. I'm so proud. PatMillerIdeaCoach.com. And click on the Communities tab. The new community is called the Idea Collective, and it's forming now, and it's going to be filled with aggressive, smart business owners ready to support and engage with one another. I'm building free business classes, weekly brainstorm sessions, weekly social media plans, mastermind groups for members, and more. When we go live in early June, the first 100 members will get in at half price. If you want to be on the waiting list for the community or learn how I might be able to help you as a premier success coach, visit patmillerideacoach.com. This episode of Lift As We Climb is sponsored by The Expressory, your relationship building concierge, the LinkedIn lifestyle, secrets and strategies to be a LinkedIn star, and cultivating sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach and a premier success coach for the eWomen Network. Thanks for tuning in.